Chefs Without Restaurants, episode 121 with Gabrielle Jenkins. This is the Chefs Without Restaurants podcast with your host, Chris Spear. Each week, I'll be speaking with food entrepreneurs and people in the culinary industry. If you're interested in learning more about our organization dedicated to helping people build and grow their food businesses, look us up on the web at chefswithoutrestaurants.com and .org, and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Chefs Without Restaurants. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome to Chefs Without Restaurants. I'm your host, Chris Spear. On the show, I have conversations with culinary entrepreneurs and people in the food and beverage industry who took a different route. They're caterers, research chefs, personal chefs, cookbook authors, food truckers, farmers, cottage bakers, and all sorts of culinary renegades. I fall into the personal chef category as I started my own personal chef business, Perfect Little Bites, 11 years ago. And while I started working in kitchens in the early 90s, I've literally never worked in a restaurant unless you count Burger King or Boston Market. Happy Tuesday, everyone. I hope you all had a great weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. So today, I welcome Chef Gabrielle Jenkins to the show. This is another one of those meet-a-member episodes, as I've been calling them. The episodes are meant to highlight a chef who's been a part of our community for a little while, and the episodes have a runtime of usually under 20 minutes or so. Like myself, Gabrielle's also a graduate of Johnson & Wales and a personal chef in the DMV area. For those of you not from around here, the DMV is a term we use to describe the Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area. So you might have heard it in previous episodes, and I thought I'd let you know so you weren't confused. Uh, We're definitely not sitting in a building waiting to get our license or something. Like many of our other Meet a Member episodes, you're going to learn a little bit about her business, get her take on culinary school, and hear some of her favorite resources. You'll also hear her talk about what she wished she knew before she started her own business. So we're going to jump right into this episode. If you'd like to be on the show, reach out to me. All my contact info is in the show notes. So sit back and relax, and the show will start after a word from this week's sponsor. Did you know restaurants turn over employees four times faster than most businesses? What if somebody created an affordable and effective hiring solution for the restaurant industry? What if there were a job site that only focused on people looking for food service jobs? What if that site only cost $50 a year to advertise for every job your restaurant needed? Forget the big corporate sites like Indeed and Monster. Our sponsor, Savory Jobs, has a job site exclusively for restaurants. The best part is, Savory Jobs only charges $50 for an entire year, and you can post all the jobs you want. And for our loyal listeners, use the code SAVORY10 and get 10% off. That's S-A-V-O-R-Y-1-0. So go to savoryjobs.com and discover the job site that's shaking up the industry. And remember to use Savory10 for 10% off. And now, on with the show. Thanks so much, and have a great week. Hi, Gabrielle. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming on. Hey, thank you for inviting me. Well, let's jump right into this. Uh, where are you located, and what is your business? So I'm located in uh, Maryland, so the DMV, but particularly Maryland. And so my business is called Pot Liquor, and I do catering, personal chef, meal prep. What's your travel radius? The DMV is the main area in which I provide my services for, but anywhere I'm willing to travel to, pretty much. 
I haven't done any traveling. Well, I did go to Delaware one time, but for the most part, I stay here, same as you, in the DMV. But I am kind of looking at like, oh, that would be kind of cool to like drive down to North Carolina and do a dinner for someone. So why did you pick that name for your business? Um, so from African-American history, pot liquor, it's the um, liquid that's in the bottom of collard greens. My ancestors, they would eat the, I mean, they would take the greens, give it to the master. That's what he wanted. But the nutrients lies within the pot liquor, um, within the broth. So that was something that they would keep to keep themselves, you know, healthy or whatever. It had the goodness, the richness. And so it was just something that I just took. It just spoke to me in a way that I kept just figure, trying to figure out what is it that I want to, you know, name my business. And, and when I just heard the story and the history of my people, I just was like, that's it. <laughs> I think that's a great name. I, I didn't grow up eating greens, but I serve them now. And I always make sure when I serve them to my customers, I give them like an extra ladle full in the bowl and tell them just don't be shy. Pick up that bowl and drink it. I'd like to have, make sure it has the hot sauce or the hots, the pepper hots in there to make sure it gives the, the extra, you know, <laughs> goodness. I learned that from my father. He's from the South. So they just always ate really good stuff. <laughs> Well, is that your cooking style? Like, what do you do? You have a specialty uh, when people hire you, or are you pretty much open to doing whatever? What's your cooking style? If you see the how my name is printed on, um, it's pot liquor, more of a French style, you know. And so my style really it intertwines my lineage, my background, the history with some some more some class, some. Uh, fusion and some creativity that I wanted to infuse into um, who I am and what it is that I provide for any client. So I really like to be creative and use um, soul food or Southern food with other cuisines, um, Asian, French, Italian, just to be able to to melt together different cuisines, different, um, you know, different things. That's really what in some ways, American uh, cuisine is anyway. Well, where do you find your inspiration? Um, I find my inspiration, I feel like everywhere. I feel like there's no, there's no one thing. Like I'll just randomly write things. It'll randomly pop into my head. I'll be watching something. I'll think of random things to put together. I'll be like, mm, maybe that'll work. Like when I was younger, <laughs> my mother, um, she just thought I was so weird. This probably, this is really weird. I just wanted to make anything. I love cake. We love making cake. So I made, I put Smarties in it. And I just thought that that was just like so smart. But I was just like a child or whatever. And um, of course it was not that appetizing, but I just, that's just how I've always thought was just, what do I want to put together? And I do it. Well, for some reason, one time I mixed canned octopus and guava paste, and I was in culinary school, so I, I didn't even have the excuse of being a young kid. Sometimes just weird <laughs> stuff pops in your head. It was not good, but... And somebody had just posted, they were saying how even if you try something, at least you'll know you don't like it. Um, you'll know what you like and don't like, what, what together and what doesn't. So you've tried it. And you had mentioned you went to Johnson & Wales, so I went there as well. Uh, Ooh, I, I, had a real, I went to Providence. And um, 
you know, that's one of those topics we talk about on this show a lot. And this could be a very long conversation, but just like really quickly, is that something you would do differently or would you do it all over again? Like, do you find that culinary school in this day and age is worth it? And without making this like an hour long conversation. So my thing that I guess I find is I like that it, it helps you hone your skills. Um, I started some of my schooling within in high school. So like I had the, you know, I got some of what I got in college in high school. Um, so I guess like things like accounting or different things that are essential to the business side, the entrepreneurial side. Um, yes, that was beneficial. But when it comes to some of the things of cooking, I felt like some of it I learned in high school. I was learning already. I already had my surf safe by the time I was in, you know, like I all I had all that stuff at work in a restaurant, you know, different things. I feel like some of the debt <laughs> that we accumulate, I'm in, in equivalence to uh, when we get out into the real world um, and we're in the field, are we making back <laughs> what we can, you know, what we've, we've already spent on our education? So really, to me, I think it's a preference in the person. Who are you? Is this for you as an individual? Or is it not going to benefit you in the long run? I think that's something that we have to have kids start thinking about. If college isn't for you, what are you going to do otherwise? How can you pursue this otherwise? For me, I guess it, it worked out. And that's also how I was raised. You go to college. But in every way, I won't say that college is for culinary. It's, it's, it does, it's not necessary in every way. But in some ways, I do see how in the field, having gone to college is very beneficial. Having young kids, uh, that's something I think about a lot. And also looking back at the tremendous crippling debt I had coming out of culinary school, I reflect on that a lot yes. as well. So yeah, I'm trying to get a lot of perspectives on this so that people can get a very quick uh, glimpse into what all the pros are thinking. Now, I want to jump over to business. You have your own business now. What is something you wish you knew before you started your business? Um, something I wish I knew for sure is I am an introvert naturally. And so I wish I had honed in on maybe doing a Toastmasters. So I'm better at networking, something like that. I, I'm better now and because in life you grow. But I know that starting out, I have what it takes. It's a matter of confidence and getting out of your shell and networking. And, you know, I know some really good, you know, people. I, 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 have, I have a good network in a sense. It's, it's utilizing it and um, coming out of my shell. <laughs> I, I can be very to myself, but I've grown in that. And um, the people around me are always encouraging me to do that because some of them are more extroverted or were introverted like me and understand what it's like. So I'm trying. I think that is one of the biggest things for me. And so that helps you get more clientele. That helps you gain more knowledge about what's going on, what's, you know, the trends, the this or that. You have people who are connected to you and you who are, you are connected to. I guess nobody tells you how how much marketing and self-promotion you're going to have to do, you know, because yes. I also self-identify as an introvert. And I've said before, you know, I joined the Chamber of Commerce and that first time you go to a networking event, 
uh, and you kind of walk out on the floor with like a hundred people you don't know. And then the first thing is everyone says like, what's your business? And you right. have to start talking about it. Man, it took me like months of going to all these events and talking over and over. The same with the podcast. Uh, the The first couple episodes are horrible. Nobody out there. Don't go back and listen to those old episodes <laughs> of the podcast. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. That is super hard. So anyone listening, start working on your, I don't know, presentation skills or just talking. Yeah. Uh, c- communicating your vision clearly, I think. Yeah. Yes, yes. Do you have a favorite cookbook? Not really. I think that I uh, gain knowledge, like I said. Um, um, I try and be well-rounded in where I gain my knowledge from. And so, what is it? The Food Bible? That's something that I... The Flavor I, Bible? Yeah, the Flavor Bible. Thank you. Um, I just got... I I didn't just get it. I, I've had it for a while. In some ways, I've just started utilizing it, I guess, in a different way. That and Sean Brock, he has a book, uh, Heritage and... Um, so that that I just I I also really appreciate the way that they cook, the way that they think, and they're just they they come from inside inside out like it's just like a canvas. They use the you know a plate as a canvas. They use the food as the paint, and you know the different mediums. It just and I just like the way they think. So I would say that those are two two really good books. I'm with you. So you have to choose chocolate or vanilla. Mm, they both have their benefits. I stretch vanilla better. I do too. I think it's, um, especially if I'm doing like ice cream or something, I think the base or some kind of custard, I think you can let other flavors shine. Chocolate to me is so overpowering, but my wife does not agree. Yes. It's not necessarily overpowering. It's sometimes it's harder to compliment also. So, and like you said, it's a good base. Vanilla is a good base. Chocolate is not always. So, Do you have any goals, either long-term or short-term right now? My goals for, I guess, long and short-term is is just to constantly grow my business. My end goal eventually is to hopefully uh, own my own restaurant. I have been putting together my business plan little by little. So um, I've been working within, as I'm working within the field in different positions, I add to my uh, business plan to, I won't say perfect it, but like I want it to be as smooth smooth as possible, opening my um, restaurant. Um, I'm not rushing it, but I'm also not trying to prolong it and, you know, to have it take forever. But that eventually is my end goal. And so... Right now, I guess I'm just trying to better build a customer base and a clientele. Once you open that restaurant, I'm booting out of Chefs Without Restaurants. Just <laughs> so you know. Thank you, thank you. No, that's that's great. I mean, we have a lot of we have a lot of people who have that goal. Well, who's an unsung badass that more people should know about? Like, who do you think is really cool but is under the radar? I'd say um, Terrence Jackson. He was very helpful for me. My um, a good friend of mine, um, Ayana Smith. Why can La Sheree? I don't know. I'm trying to think of her last name. I know she's married, and I, I don't know her last name. But her name is Chef Lala or La Sheree. I would say those are some three good people that I I, I think are really good. Um, I don't know if you know Chef Matt Milani. He's 
He's my, he was my first boss. Matt is, Matt is awesome. I've known Matt for probably 10 years now, you know, going back to when he had the restaurant and then he was working for the governor, uh, out of the governor's mansion, which seemed like a, which seemed like a pretty cool gig. Uh, yes. haven't seen him in a number of years, but Matt's really cool. Yeah. These, those are some people that, you know, have always looked out for me or always, I've always felt some type of connection. And so I am appreciative of anything they've done. And so I shout them out for that. Awesome. I just love sharing the love. You know, there's so many cool people out there and uh, not to, you know, to kind of make sure not just the same people are always getting the attention, right? Like give the, give those shout outs. That's what I want to have on the show here. Well, if people want to find you and your business online, where's the best place for them to go? Um, so you can go to my website. It's www.potlikor.com um, or you can email me at the same potlikor at gmail.com. You can go to my Instagram at Chef Gabby J. And then my my other, my business Instagram is potlikor. Well, great. We'll link all that stuff up in the show notes. Thank you. <laughs> well, thanks so much for taking the time to come on. I really appreciate having you today. Yes, it was great to speak with you in a different way. Other than just Instagram, it's nice to see you face to face or on video. <laughs> yeah, bringing those Instagram relationships to life. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Go to chefswithoutrestaurants.org to find our Facebook group, mailing list, and chef database. The community is free to join. You'll get gig opportunities, advice on building and growing your business, and you'll never miss an episode of our podcast. Have a great week.